Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, July 7th, 2020, and this is day 862 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. Thank you, Father, for being our Abba Father, for being our daddy, for watching out over us all day and all night, for keeping a hedge of protection all around us. And I ask, Lord, that you will um, continue to bless us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for this day. I ask, Lord Jesus, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal those who are sick. I ask that you will uh, bless those who may be in financial need and, and help us to be good stewards of what you've blessed us with. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is old and new just don't mix. <laughs> Old and new just don't mix. All right, so we're going to be coming out of Matthew chapter 9, verse 14 through 17, and then we're going to go to a couple of other scriptures, and I'll, I'll share those with you when we get to them. But we'll start off with Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 through 17, and Jesus just tells it like it is. He gives us very clear understanding of how we must uh, go forth and do things and how certain things just don't mix, like the old and the new. So he says, says, Then John's disciples came and asked him. So this would be John the Baptist. So John the Baptist was actually Jesus' cousin, and uh, their parents were pregnant with them around the same time. Mary was pregnant uh, with Jesus while Elizabeth uh, Mary's cousin was pregnant uh, with John the Baptist. And John went forth preparing the way before Jesus came upon the scene. So John was preaching about repent, repent. And uh, people were repenting. And he was, he was basically uh, teaching the law. And uh, uh, Jesus had not come on the scene yet. And then when Jesus came upon the scene... Uh, John baptized him, and John was also baptizing people. That's why he was John the Baptist. And he baptized Jesus. He said, I'm not even worthy to baptize you. I'm not even worthy to tie your laces on your shoes. And Jesus said, baptize me. And he did. And then after that, the anointing of God came upon him like a dove. And uh, after that, Jesus was led into uh, the desert for 40 days by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by Satan. And then John just kind of faded away. We didn't hear uh, much more about John until uh, we find out later he's imprisoned and uh, because he was uh, let the king know that he was doing something evil by uh, living with his brother's sister, and the brother's sister didn't like it. That John the Baptist, I loved him. John just told it like it was. And they didn't like that. And uh, uh, there was a situation that came up and she, the king asked her daughter, what would she want? And the daughter asked 
the mother, what would you want uh, as a gift? Or, or I'll give you whatever I have, up to half of my kingdom, is what the king told her daughter after she danced. And she asked her mother, what should I ask for? And she said, ask for John the Baptist's head on a platter. So the king had to keep his word after that. Uh, and they chopped off John's head, which is awful, horrible. But the good thing is we know he was with the Lord. He had completed his task. So let's now. So it says, then John's disciples came and asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, how can the guest of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. So Jesus is saying, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with them. That's why they don't need to fast. I am the reason you're fasting, <laughs> to have more of me, all right, and less of your flesh, more of me spiritually. But I, the bridegroom, am with you. Uh, verse 16, no one sews a patch of unshrunken cloth on an old garment for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. He's saying, hey, I'm the new wine. <laughs> you can't come and, and add that old stuff to this. Nothing wrong with fasting. Jesus teaches fasting. But this was after he went to be with the Father. He was letting us know that that, that is a good thing. But this, in this case, they were saying, why do your disciples not fast? And we do. <laughs> and he let them know pretty clearly, right? So point number one. This is a new day. Yesterday is gone, along with the hurt and pain that came along with it. Anything evil from yesterday, leave it there and focus on the good in today. Make a fresh start, leaving behind the evil that had such a stronghold on you or on us. <laughs> Jesus was letting his disciples know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And listen, no one cometh to the Father except through him. That's what the word says. And since he was with them, there was no need to fast. And again, although fasting is good, if we're doing it for the right reasons, we need to be doing it to put to death, uh, not literally, not killing ourselves, but put to death the flesh, which is worldly, and, uh, and strengthening the spiritual man which is like our father. So the way we strengthen the, the spiritual man is by feeding it more than we do the flesh. So that's why we starve the flesh and feed the spiritual man the food of God, the word of God, praying, meditating on the Lord, fellowshipping with other believers, you know, and uh, you might say, I'm going to fast for a week. 
But I, I say this, let the Holy Spirit lead you on your fast. And, and understanding, you may fast from meat or you may fast from uh, uh, television. There may be certain things that you do that take the attention uh, away uh, from God. And you may say, listen, I'm going to, I need to get a grip on that. And uh, I need to focus in on what the Lord has for me. So whatever way the Lord has you to fast, then so be it. All right. So let me continue with my notes. No longer uh, were there uh, where they uh, governed uh, by, okay, so no longer were they governed by a leg legalistic system. Uh, so it was very legalistic uh, the way that the law was written. Full, uh, the law was written once uh, the uh, Jewish leaders added to it, not the Ten Commandments and the laws that God gave, but the Jewish leaders then, Pharisees, Sadducees, and different ones, uh, added to the law. <laughs> I mean, so many more things that it was just um, unreachable. Uh, it was it was just uh, difficult to fulfill the whole law. So uh, this legalistic system was full of laws and, a, and additional man-made laws that were impossible to fulfill. Now Jesus' message focused on life, the rest of uh, the result of turning from sin and turning to him and following him. Old and new don't mix. Are you trying to pour new wine into old wine skins? Number two, let's, let's learn a little bit about the wine skins, okay? In Bible times, wine was not kept in glass bottles like we do today. But they were in kept in goat skins. I, I visualize that as leather. Okay, sewn around the edges to form uh, watertight bags. Now wine expanded as it fermented, stretching its wine skin. After the wine had aged, the stretched skin would burst if more new wine was poured into it. New wine, therefore, was always put into new wine skins. So that's the reason that Jesus says you cannot pour new wine into old wine skin. It will burst. The old, old way can't handle the new way. You've got to let the old go in order to receive the new. Uh, and the new is the way Jesus would have us to live, the way Jesus uh, fills us up. And when he is in us, there is no room <laughs> for Satan, all right? There's no way uh, that the two can dwell in the same vessel, uh, only Jesus or only Satan. Uh, but yeah, Satan will flee when Jesus is in the room. He can't uh, stand the sight. Um, as a matter of fact, he's fearful of the Lord, okay? So it's time for us to let go of the old and embrace the new. God will be destroying the old earth. Now let's go to 2 Peter uh, chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3, starting at verse 10 and 13. Just to prove how important it is, uh, God takes it to uh, the fullest that he's going to destroy the old earth, all right, and, and let's learn more about that. So, 2 Peter chapter 3, starting at verse 10 through verse 
13, and it says, uh, and this is Peter speaking, he says, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. So the earth is going to be destroyed by fire. Okay. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and spend and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. You see, God doesn't leave anything incomplete. He's going to destroy the old and bring about the new. So here's the proof. Let's go to Revelation chapter 21. Here is the proof. Get ready, get ready. Just <laughs> T.D. Jake says. <laughs> get ready, get ready, get ready. All right, so we're going to go to Revelation chapter 21, starting at verse 1 through 4. Revelation 21, verses 1 through 4. And this is John, who was taken up in the Spirit, and he is the one that the Lord gave uh, to write the book of Revelation. So he says, Then I saw a new heaven, and, and this wasn't John the Baptist, this was the other John. <laughs> and so he says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Woo! Glory to God. I'm looking forward to that day. And I'm telling you, that day <laughs> can happen any second, uh, at least the part where we are raptured up to be with the Lord. It could happen any moment. We are in the last days, my fellow sisters and brothers and uh, daughters and sons. And, you know, everything in the Bible has been fulfilled up into the moment that the rapture takes place. Everything has been, the, the things that were prophesied have been proven correct and have taken place. And now we're just waiting on Jesus to come in the clouds with a loud trumpet sound and the rapture will take place. Those who are dead in Christ will be raised up first and caught up to be with him. And those of us that are still alive will be caught up to be with him. So the Lord is telling us the importance of letting go of the old and uh, grasping, taking hold of the new. 
Now, this is what we should be looking forward to as we go forth fulfilling our God-given purpose, sharing the love of Jesus with others, building the kingdom of God. That is what it's all about. Uh, We still work. We still take care of our families. We still enjoy life. But at the same time, We're fulfilling our purpose that God has given us to share this love of God with others, especially with those who don't know him, you know, letting them know because the time is near and, and so that they will accept Jesus or at least have the opportunity. We don't force it on anybody, but this is a new day and it's time to let go of all the old hurt, the old pain, uh, let go, forgive. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, the, Lord, the Lord just gave me that one. Uh-huh. We must forgive those who have hurt us. Yes, because God is saying, if we don't forgive, he says, then he won't forgive us. We need to be, you know, and not just forgiving because of that, but we want to forgive because, you know what? God has forgiven us. And, um, you know, we he loved us. He loves us unconditionally. Doesn't mean that once you forgive that person that you got to hang out with them. No, not at all. But you must let that go and give it to God, you know, because because God loves us so much that he brings it to our attention. Things that we're hanging on to. That's that old stuff. Let go of that old stuff. Let go of old gossip, all that old those old ways of lying and cheating and stealing and 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 doing evil. Those things are in the past. Let that go. You know, there are going to be some people that God is saying, let them go. They don't fit in your circle anymore. Not that you're too good for them, but that is a part of that transitioning. You know, you've got a new mindset and and you and that other person, you just don't jive anymore. Now, if you're married, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) You need to ask God to help you work that out. Now, if there is abuse going on, oh my goodness, yeah, that is not of God. It's time to move on, separate, or make sure you're safe, you know, uh, male or female. That's not God's intention. Uh, I, I was thinking about this. I've got these five big old flower pots that I've had. I think I've had them for about 20 years. And every time we would move, I would take them with us and put them in our yard, wherever we are. <clears throat> and uh, and I think this is where we'll be for a while. We've been in our this place for uh, close to 17 years, and these pots have been here. <laughs> and so I plant in them every year. But what I've noticed is you know, I have to literally till the dirt in those pots. They, it gets so dry and so hard every year. And so what I'll do is take out a portion of the old dirt and all the old roots from the new plant, old plants and put in a top layer of new dirt. Well, what's happening is over the last few years, I'm noticing when I put leave that old dirt in there, uh, it's still deteriorating my flowers so one year I put some flowers in there and I took the top layer of dirt off and before within like a month those flowers were dead because there were still the old dirt the old whatever comes along with the old dirt bugs and all kind of things I mean there's going to be bugs in the dirt anyway but these were like plant eating they're eating up all the roots from the petunias so then the next year i'm like okay let me get a different type flower because i didn't understand what was going on 
until the Lord showed me. And then, so then when I realized, so last year, I dug up half of the dirt. I mean, the pot is huge. It'll take almost a giant bag of uh, potting soil just to fill one pot. So I dug out half or more than half and said, okay, this will do it, and planted and changed the flowers. I put begonias that were a lot stronger leaves. Put those in. And within a month, they had eaten the leaves away. The flowers were still there, but the leaves were gone. Like, doggone it. I was furious. And then, see, I have two other newer pots with new dirt, and those flowers grew just wet fine. So this year, I decided, okay, I took out almost all the old dirt and tried something different. Those flowers were dead within less than a month. It's like, okay, Lord, I get the message. It's next year, the all that old dirt is going away. No more. It's time to start fresh. Sometimes we have to clean house, get rid of all that old. Have you ever painted a room <laughs> to re to freshen up, you know? And then after you paint, you notice, oh my gosh, I need to do this now. Oh my goodness, look at the trim. Oh, wow, I didn't know the door looked so bad because it shines up everything. It brings to your attention everything else that needs to be done. So that's what, what's going on when God says it's time to change. It's time to understand you cannot mix the old way with the new way. If you don't know Jesus, that would be your first start in the new Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. The angels are now rejoicing because of you. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace in Jesus name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. And check out our messages and please share them with others. Also check us out on any of the other podcast outlets. And while you're at our website, please enter your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my sister, Jill, for her birthday today. Happy birthday, sissy. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.